1 Samuel 11, verses 12 through 15. 1 Samuel. Yeah. Nice. I usually say that. All right, keep going. <laughs> you want me to start over? No, just keep going. <laughs> then the people said to Samuel, Who is it that said, Shall Saul reign over us? Bring the men, that we may put them to death. But Saul said, Not a man shall be put to death this day, for today the Lord has worked salvation in Israel. Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingdom. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they sacrificed peace offerings before the Lord, and there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Yeah, I I was just going to say, this is great storytelling. You take it, man. This is great storytelling. Yes. Because it kind of seems like at this point in the story, God and Samuel were wrong and the people were right about Mm. this whole king ordeal. Right. You know, God was like saying that the people were rejecting him. Samuel told the people that this king was going to be really oppressive and but you know Saul's actually delivering the people from enemies and then like they have this awesome worship service afterwards and so it kind of <laughs> seems like like they're glorifying God and like yeah. so you know like God and Samuel were wrong the people were right and um it, it's just well, such not, interesting development not only were God and Samuel wrong and and Saul and the people were right but Saul actually is kind of like befriended Samuel now. Exactly. Like, yeah. Everything is good. Yeah, yeah. So so Saul Saul is getting off to an amazing start. Yeah. And we'll 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 come back to that. But Saul's getting off to an amazing start. And there were these guys in chapter 10 who when Saul was made king, they were basically uh they it says that they despised yeah. Saul and they brought him no yeah. present. They were like, what? Amazon gift yeah. card, like, no, we're not giving anything to yeah. this guy that we despise. And, and Samuelton calls them worthless fellows. Yeah. So very cynical, very right. like, trolls, you know? Yeah, they are. And so and so there's a, after they go and defeat, uh, like yesterday we talked about them defeating Nahash, the Ammonite. Mm-hmm. So after they defeat the Ammonites, they're like, hey, we got some unfinished business here. There's some naysayers. Saul is obviously this awesome dude. The you know, spirit of God rushes on him and he helped defeat our enemies. So we want to go put to death these trolls who are, you know, trying to cast this dark cloud over yeah. Saul's new reign yeah. as king. And uh and Saul responds in a very merciful way mm-hmm. and says, No, not a man should be put to death this day. For today the Lord has worked salvation in Israel. Like Saul just seems like this upstanding, yeah. fine, unbelievable <laughs> young man who has stepped into the uh, the first uh, first office of king here for Israel. And so, and then Samuel says to the people, and he says, "Hey, why don't we go over to Gilgal and we're going to do this like ceremony?" So in chapter ten, Saul was actually. Uh, anointed king already Mm -hmm. but now it almost seems like that in chapter 10 it was more of a political you know ceremony of him becoming king and now this seems to be more of like a religious ceremony that is going on in Gilgal uh, Mm -hmm. where they sacrifice peace offerings it says that they made Saul king before the Lord yeah and so there's some things that indicates this is kind of like this religious ceremony of like you know, Saul, he is our guy yeah. and he's the king. Yeah. And it's, it's, it kind of seems like the, the consummation of it. Like 
before this battle with Nahash, Saul, it, it tells us that he's coming back in with the oxen. And, you know, I don't really know like the full connotations there, but you kind of get this idea that Saul, and, and this actually happens later with David, but like you get this idea that, that they've been like anointed king and yet there's still kind of this weird like waiting period where right. it's sort of like the president elect period, you know, yeah, yeah. where it's like everybody kind of knows that you're king, but also like you're still kind of going about regular life. Like he he doesn't start like slaying dragons and winning battles as soon right. as he becomes king. So this is like it's really starting to take like the kingdom of Saul is like in business yeah. now. Yeah. So it's interesting. You know, Saul starts off with a huge bang. Mm hmm. Uh, an enemy of Israel comes against him, the Ammonites. He defeats them. I mean, mm -hmm. that's huge. Yeah. You know, everybody's like singing the praises of Saul, except for these like troll-like guys who, you know, are, are just kind of the naysayers. But everyone else is like singing the praises of Saul. And then Saul, you know, actually responds to these uh, to these naysayers with, with lots of mercy. And yeah. it's like, yeah. we're not going to kill these guys. You know what? We're just going to go, like Samuel says, we're going to go over to Gilgal. We're going to have this ceremony. I'm going to be king. So he's getting off to a great start. I think the thing that comes to mind, and it's because we know that Saul from here is is not going to end well. He's going to kind of go in this downward spiral yeah. from here. And the thing that comes to mind is that, you know, um, I, I think of Philippians 2, verse uh, verse 12, where Paul says, this is the Apostle Paul, he says to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And so there's, there's this idea of our salvation being something that we kind of day in and day out have to work out yeah. with fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. um, and Saul, it seems like, you know, he, he gets off to this like celebrity status, like, you know, starts his kingship with a bang, defeating the enemies, going and having, you know, mercy on his, his mm -hmm. Israelite naysayers, and then has this huge ceremony where he's acknowledged as king once again. Uh, so he's kind of getting off to this big start. But the Christian life, I would say, is more of like a almost a mundane yeah. day in and day out of communing with the Lord. It's not these like huge mountaintop experiences of, of, you know, amazing things that we do with the Lord day in and day out. And so if you're, if your Christianity consists of that, where you have to look back at something amazing that happened a time when you felt like, you know, the spirit of the Lord rushed upon you in the way that he rushed upon Saul that is not a good way to live the Christian life. Yeah, dude. I mean, we can always look back and praise the Lord for certain ways that he's used us or, you know, used us to advance his kingdom or whatever. But really the Christian life is a day in and day out, just communing with the Lord, reading his word, mm -hmm. bringing things to the Lord in prayer, serving others in small ways, you know, just like uh, Jeremy Brooks preached recently, showing hospitality to one another in very small ways. Like that's, that's the way that we live out a Christian life to where we are going to endure to the end. Yeah. How we work out this salvation with fear and trembling before the Lord. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's so dead on. So I, I I've just been thinking about first and second Timothy, you know, Paul, two other letters that he wrote, both to Timothy, who's a young man who has a position of honor and authority, um, especially for his age. And the resounding theme of those two epistles are 
he's like pleading with Timothy, please guard the deposit entrusted to you. Yeah. You know, first Timothy chapter two, do, do not get entangled in other pursuits. Right. Like that there's all this language. And to your point, I think we tend to think about salvation. I do at least in a very overly black and white yeah. manner and the language we use it. It's, and it's not wrong. It's not invalid, but we right. think very like dead or alive. Once save, always save, you know, right. like very binary. Yep. And the image that even Christ uses more is like this idea of gardening and like a fig tree That's or right. fruit, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like at what point does a seed become an apple tree? Right. It, it's not this definable moment, but it's this slow growing and maturing process. That's right. And that is how salvation and the fruit of the spirit of abiding in the spirit grows up out of us. And so, yeah, to your point, it's it, the walking with the Lord, participating in the Holy spirit is a mundane continual and yet extraordinary thing. It's not, it's not yeah. these bullet points on our life that define us, but it's, it's the small decisions and the small words and thoughts mm-hmm. that make up. Do we actually walk with God? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the question to put before, you know, those who are listening to our daily rhythm today is basically like, you know, are you, are you living like Saul who, uh, seems to be enjoying these kind of like high mountaintop experiences where he's, he's receiving the praise of others, even if he's doing it in a gracious way, but that's kind of, that's kind of defining his, his walk, if you will, as, Mm -hmm. as King of Israel, um, or are you living out the day to day kind of mundane, regular, uh, routine, normal, uh, daily walk with the Lord as you commune with the Lord, and I, I do think, I mean, I think that's why I think you were dead on where you talked about how Jesus uses agriculture so much to describe uh, the kingdom, mm-hmm. because it is this like planting of a mustard seed that like, you know, it just takes water. It takes like picking out the weeds, at the sin out of your life and, yeah. and just more water, more sunlight, you know, day in and day out, just kind of those normal things that like yeah. you don't even really think about and certainly no one is going to come by and give you praise oh man i i can't believe you watered your plant today yeah. like that was amazing you know your yeah. neighbors never come over to you and say that totally. uh, that, that it's so impressive how you watered your grass today yeah uh but but that's that's part of what it takes uh to you know for a mustard seed to grow into this like big beautiful tree mm-hmm. um so Well, we got more to come on Saul and we're going to continue to see kind of how his life progresses and moves into uh, King David. So um, for Will Carlisle, I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.